Hey, Mo, how is an Egyptian mummy similar to a fart? How? They both have a toot in common. <laughs> what do you call a mummy dipped in chocolate and nuts wrapped in gold foil? What? Pharaoh Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Midnight Owl. This week, your hosts of the uncanny, unexplored, and strange will delve into the Great Pyramids of Egypt. Massive structures that stood the test of time. Monuments to one culture's obsession with death and the afterlife. Whose knowledge of the stars and engineering has left the modern world in awe. The ancient Egyptian civilization lasted for more than 3,000 years closing out around 300 BCE. Pharaohs held a unique position in Egyptian society. They were somewhere in between human and divine. They were believed to be chosen by the gods themselves to serve as their mediators on earth. After death, the pharaoh was believed to become Osiris, god of the dead. The new pharaoh in turn became Horus, the falcon god who served as a protector of the sun god Ra. For hundreds of years, burial chambers have been built but it wasn't until 2630 BC that the first pyramid had been built. This was built for the third dynasty's King Dozier. I put built like six times in those two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> built, built, built. It's starting to lose all yeah, meaning. Triple built, and then it was built again. <laughs> Can we build it? Known as the First Step Pyramid, it began as a traditional mastaba, large structure carved into stone. The pyramid's architect was Imhotep, a priest and healer who some 1400 years later would be deified as the patron saint of scribes and physicians. Over the course, <clears throat> over the course of Dozier's nearly 20-year reign, pyramid builders assembled six stepped layers of stone that eventually reached a height of 204 feet, 62 meters. It was the tallest building of its time. The step pyramid was surrounded by a complex of courtyards, temples, shrines, where Dozier would enjoy his afterlife. The pyramids were meant to usher the pharaohs into the next world with their servants, loved ones, and most treasured possessions through meticulous rituals and ancient magics. But could the structures of could these structures have other purposes, technologies that have been lost to humanity throughout the ages and misunderstood? Because I really want to talk about Dozier because that is the initial, that's the first step pyramid, right? Yeah. Uh, like in the world, it was, it was the first one. And, but I'm glad you did because I was going to talk a little bit about it, how almost exact, as soon as that one was built and then bring up what you said about this like consciousness uh, like shared consciousness right between people where they learn something because it's now it's it's i don't know we have this like telepathic abilities maybe i don't know and well, then one shows up in like mexico or one shows up in like you know, south america sorry one shows up in like indonesia one shows up so anyways all around the same time um yeah okay that's awesome because i also want to talk about like imhotep and how does someone like if we're going to talk about ancient uh technologies and stuff like that this guy, um, he becomes a saint of, uh, 
like doctors and physicians like what does that have to do with architecture like a guy that builds a bridge i'm not gonna name a hospital after him so so emotep was like um was like a um almost like an all everything for the egyptians at that time period he was like a doctor an architect uh, an engineer an inventor uh, you know, like uh, a ruler, a monarch, like it was kind of, he was like everywhere. Like it's more like a deity, but still like it's, um, he was very interesting. It's funny uh, how those, uh, everything I know about Imhotep is, uh, everything I know about Imhotep is from that, the mummy movie when they were like sitting there yelling, Imhotep, Imhotep, remember? Oh my God. Dude, I recently rewatched the first mummy. It's so good. Oh, it, it's so good. Might be better than Indiana Jones at this point. No, it's close. I, it's well, an insane statement, it's really but good. when you watch them back to back, like Indiana Jones is so good. But <sighs> God, when they go the, to hang the, him, the mummy was really good. <laughs> no, the mummy was really good. Uh, I don't know about the last one with the rock. I think that was garbage. But mm, yeah, probably uh, the first one was was really good. Do you think that uh, was? I, I've always wondered: is the representation of the Muslim guy in it like that? That big guy is he is that racist or is that like mm. racist. <laughs> <laughs> i love him i love him he's so great uh, uh, have you ever seen him on just for laughs he's a stand-up no. comedian he's so good he comes out and he, he starts doing like the angry muslim thing and then he goes guys i'm just kidding <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> and then snaps back into it like, yeah there's, there's a couple of them couple of good uh, actors that are comedic. like I like what's well I kind of like Aziz and Sorry for a little bit and mm-hmm. he got a little he was kind of the same act after a while he liked him when his first stand up the second one I was like this, he's doing the same thing like it's kind of the same jokes but the first one was pretty good well just dive into some 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 you know what because yours was so good we can use some of the stuff in the intro version too though and I have as some of the conversation pieces like because I did talk about a lot of stuff like hey well you know the, the you know the Great Pyramid of Giza, you know weighs six million tons. Like, if Dozier was two hundred, you know, four feet high, um, and that took over twenty years to build, and and you know, and that's even hard to explain. How can you explain the Great Pyramid of Giza? That's yeah, you know, you know I mean, like why did the quality of them go up so much and then like start to dip so hard after a while? Like, what? How could they figure that out? Twenty six hundred years before and then by the end of it like they're building these crap pyramids well that's what i think you know anyways you could probably keep some of this by the way Mm because we got some good stuff here but since we're already kind of into it some of the stuff on the pyramids is quite impressive because were they really like were they really built only three thousand four thousand years ago i mean if you think about it um, when they found when they found the pyramids, whatever, a few thousand, a thousand years ago, whatever they were, um, some of them. I'm obviously not the not the uh, the three major pyramids, but like Dozier and all. A lot of these were just buried under like just mountains of sand, and they survived. Man, like they could be ten thousand, twenty thousand years old. Like we don't know, right? And there's this really good um. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember if it's if it's I, I watched it on a podcast or, or or one of those ancient alien videos. Anyways, 
just talks about the ice age and how the earth has these like uh, you know different uh, cooling and warming periods right mm-hmm. and usually like they happen at a frequency of whatever 100,000 whatever it is and the guy was just talking about how we could be in a warming period that's why the earth is so warm and then it just becomes an ice age again and generally that's when a lot of things get wiped out what if those civilizations just kept shrinking and that's you know more technology was coming out of it after like as people remembered and told stories and and just like you said the, the kind of the global consciousness what if there was a civilization that built it pre-ice age and it was just covered well <laughs> and, and like came back. we we get confused when we talk about technology it was like we always think about like smartphones and stuff but what if this other society or societies that have popped up and gone away were not using fossil fuels they were using steam powered and stuff like metal rusts and disappears like what are the chances that they were do their, their fuel was different you know what i mean and mm-hmm. they got their technology up to the industrial revolution maybe or just before it like what if they just didn't see a use for cars or they weren't as materialistic as a society. So there's just less of their stuff yeah. around. Like they were okay living yeah. in a bare hut, but they were accomplishing all these other things. They could have yeah. had complicated yeah. technology that would degrade and disappear. Like maybe their math was better so they could move rocks easier. I don't know. Like I can't put it past humans. Like you, you throw, 10,000 humans on moving a rock. They can figure out how to do it, but it's fucking crazy that they managed to to pull it off. Like, I saw one example of how they built the pyramids, and this is kind of getting into one of the topics we'll talk about at the end of the show, but I always thought the pyramids were hollow until we started doing this episode. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that's just solid rock. Like, you look at the Pyramid of Giza. That's not a shell with some, like, courtyards and cool shit inside. Yeah. It is a yeah. fucking mountain that they built of rock that would have been sheer white with a gold top at the, like, when it was built in a completely different climate. And they moved it hundreds, like, each of those blocks, hundreds of miles. It just is mind blowing. It, yeah. it, the one of the theories on how they did it was they'd build the base and they they move sand in, and then they would just yeah, slide and then it they up. build the base <laughs> And then there was a mountain of sand yeah. that they, they would then drag yeah. away, and it's like that's easy to say and conceptualize, but you can't picture the sheer amount of sand and like human force you would need to accomplish that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how they think some of the obelisks whatever, however you say it, were built, right? So they built this, like, ravine, and then they'd start with, well, they dig first, I yeah. think. I don't know, whatever. They'd, <laughs> they'd start with blocks. And they Just like you said, they put sand, <laughs> they put another block, they put sand, they put another block, they said, and just like, that would take just so many, and that's just an obelisk. Imagine the effort that it would take to build that, and then multiply that by how many, how many um, blocks I, did I say? Multiply uh, that by two million stone blocks. There's two million. Weighing <laughs> weighing between two and eighty tons. That's not insane. Each block. If I gave There's you five thousand people and told you to move one eighty ton rock ten kilometers, 
How long would it take you to figure out how to do that? I think it would take a long time. First of all, it's 5,000 people. Just think about the sheer amount of work you need to keep those people, okay, organized. Yep. Okay. Um, fed. Fed. Like the um, logistics. Uh, clothed. Yeah. The like it's a fucking like it's like it to me would be like the never ending intro in like the Olympics where they're like these like <laughs> constant like choreographed like imagine that happening for thousands of years for them to build this fucking <laughs> two million stone blocks first of all they have to draw it go find the fucking rocks cut those rocks like imagine just doing that we're not even talking about building the pyramids how do you get two million stone blocks out there cut precisely like at certain points of the pyramid i was reading where like you can't even get like a a toothpick in between some of these rocks like it's pretty intense so and then for this technology to, to pop up around the world, like we're not going to get too deep into this on this episode, but like we're seeing what the Aztecs did or the precursor to the society that the Aztecs moved into these massive rocks like that, but cut into geometric shapes where they sit on each other. It's like, okay, like I can picture that, but like two 60 ton rocks cut at weird angles yeah. fit together so that they've mm. not fallen apart in any kind of weathering you can't get a piece of paper in there like yeah what is the actually here's a question for you who was before the aztecs and the, was it before the mayans it was uh what were they called oh let's find this out jamie can you pull that up please <laughs> we need a jamie attic was right jamie pull that up please mm. <laughs> we're before the aztecs <laughs> Uh, for the Olmecs, the Olmecs. That's right, the Olmecs. The Olmecs are the ones that built those fucking crazy structures in in uh, South America. Cursed be those who disturb the rest of a pharaoh. They that shall break the seal of this tomb shall meet death by a disease that no doctor can diagnose. Uh, for my. For my segment today, Mo, we're going to be talking about the curse of the mummy because that's one of the things that I've always heard about. I love the old like uh, mummy curse movies, uh, Abbott and Costello even, but uh, yeah, the old monster yeah. movies are great. Um, the mummy with Brendan Fraser was an informative part of my childhood. I, I love that movie so much. We were talking about that uh, earlier, but um I wanted to look into this to see if the curse of the mummy was real, right? Um, have you ever heard about the unlucky mummy? No, I haven't. Okay. I actually haven't. So there's this whole story about this unlucky mummy, and Sir Arthur Co Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was uh, like it was kind of around his time. The guy that wrote Sherlock Holmes, and uh, he wrote it. He weighed in on it because he knew the guys that discovered the unlucky mummy. But um, it's more of a Western thing. There was not a lot of curses actually uh, visible in any of the hieroglyphs around the pyramids, which I thought was really interesting because it's such an intrinsic thing of when you're thinking about the pyramids. But uh, the story of the unlucky mummy, it goes that there was an evil priestess of the god Amun-Ra and... There's a bunch of different variations, but this is the one that I found. An Oxford graduate, P 
published author, horse breeder, and amateur archaeologist named Thomas Douglas, Thomas Douglas Murray had been visiting Cairo around 1889 when he and two colleagues were shown a remarkably well-preserved mummy case by an Arab, supposedly excavated not long before. The hieroglyphics describe the owner as a high priestess of Amun-Ra. Murray and his friends drew lots to determine which which of them would buy it. Murray won. Murray completed the sale and the case was packed up and sent on his way home to London that same evening. This is where it starts to get interesting because a few days later, Murray's shotgun exploded while he was duck shooting on the Nile. Uh, tremendous headwinds hampered the progress of the ship getting back to Thebes, uh, back from Thebes to Cairo, where he could seek medical attention for this seemingly minor shotgun wound. But because it took so long, his arm went gangrene and he had to be amputated. On the re uh, return journey to Cairo, one of his other companions just died. They think it was like malaria or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, three of the servants, because they were the ones ch in charge of moving this uh, case around, also died. There's suspicions that maybe they were mishandling it, like they were just chucking it around in cargo when their masters weren't looking. And then, so we've already got an amputation, four deaths, and when he, Murray gets back to his home in London, uh, he found that the mummy case had been delivered and unpacked and just left in his living room. He found the object really chilling and ominous, like it was kind of freaking him out now. And the formerly beautiful face that they all saw when they were being presented with it that they wanted to buy seemed to be filled with like this malevolent, angry glare. Madame Blavatsky, she's a huge figure in the occult movement of the time. She was the founder of Theosophy, was asked to the home to investigate the unnatural goings on. And she detected an evil influence when she went to the house. For years... I was going to say, this is like literally the mummy. Right? <laughs> like, this uh, is everything that I want from a mummy story. Um, I know, that's exactly what I'd want. And, and then for years, anyone that would come into contact with this thing would have great misfortune befall them, even with the briefest of contact. Like a journalist uh, that was profiling Murray because he was had all these things going on in his life, asked to borrow the board, which he was happy to get out of his house. And Clement... Calamity struck the journalist while it was in her possession. Her mother fell down the stairs and died. Her fiancé called off the relationship. Her dogs went mad and she became ill. She went to a lawyer and she begged for Murray to take this board back off her hands. Uh, rattled, he gave it to his friend, Mr. Wheeler, who died long, not long after, brokenhearted and broke. So, what? yeah, he'd given the case to a married sister. Uh, Wheeler had given the case to his married sister, like in the will. She took the case to be photographed at a studio on Baker Street. When the plate was developed, although the negative had not been touched in any way, there was a face of a living Egyptian woman 
like just kind of like above the board whose eyes stared furiously with an expression of singular malevolence i gotta change that this is real this is this is is this real the shit right now in the course of a few weeks the photographer died suddenly in mysterious circumstances so this thing is getting passed around. People are dying. It just keeps getting passed on. Anybody that gets it is just trying to find anybody else to take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So once the story of someone who purchased some photographs. Oh, okay. So the guy that took the photographs died. They develop a bunch of negatives. Somebody else comes in and buys the negatives. And as soon as he walks into his house, all of the glass in the house shatter. So her spirit is getting into the like pictures, man. Um, it sounds like this cursed object traveled just from house to house across London through all like the kind of rich and bourgeoisie, um, plaguing their lives with tragedy. Finally, a woman who had taken possession of the case happened to meet Murray, the guy that started this all. And she told him all of the like shitty things happening in her life. And she begged him to take it back. And he was like, no, um, you should probably give it to the British museum. And he's just like, he's not going to take it back. So an Egyptologist who was like the middleman in the handover between this private collector and the museum, he's like, fine, bring it in my house. I'll study it. Then I'll hand it off to the museum. Uh, it was like within a couple of weeks, he dies. Um, the servant was like, <laughs> as soon as it came into the house, he stopped eating. He stopped sleeping. Um, the carrier who brought it to the house supposedly passed away as well. Um, another photographer who had taken an image capturing the terrifying face of a woman he shot himself after presenting it to Sir Ernest Wallace Budge the keeper of Egyptian and Assyrian antiquities at the British Museum there was a lot of big words in there Uh, Wallace Budge was reportedly so concerned with the number of stories he had heard. He's the head of the museum uh, for the, the Egyptology stuff. And he was getting all these reports from staff, uh, hearing hammering noises at night and raucous sobs coming from the case. He decided that the priestess was unhappy in her position and presentation in the museum and moved her to her own display case. And a lot of the noises stopped, but late at night, people still could hear rattling and just odd noises coming from that area. Um, Is it still there? Well, that's an interesting uh, kind of turn. So the problems never stopped. And Murray offered to go to the museum with his buddy and hold a seance there to see if they could appease the spirit. Which, I mean, typical British white people of the time. Like, let's not return it to its rightful place and, like, high status <laughs> in Egypt. Let's keep it in a museum because we've rightfully conquered it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why she's mad. <laughs> we want love. Uh, okay, so. Murray's problems didn't start when he had rid himself of the case. He was reporting. He lost a huge chunk of his fortune, <laughs> and in the following years, he died ill. Um, well, I guess, yes, you're ill, yeah. then die, but there was a lot of illness leading up to his death. Just a miserable life. So William Steed, one of the guys that was with him when they purchased this uh, board, he was a famous journalist at the time, and 
he was asked by President Taft to go to America and speak at this conference. It said that had he survived, he would have been a Nobel Prize nominee. But he loads up the board and he's going to take it to an American museum because the British are tired of dealing with it. And the ship on the way over sinks. Do you know what the name of that ship was? The motherfucking Titanic. <laughs> he died on the fucking Titanic with this fucking unlucky mummy in the cargo hold. Yeah. So you think she caused the accident or the mummy caused the accident? I don't know. It would the final act of a poltergeist that wanted peace from its unceremonious grave robbing and decades long disrespect. I don't know. Maybe it just decided like, yeah, fuck you guys. I, I would rather be at the bottom of the ocean and people stop fucking with me. It, it's possible. That's interesting. It's possible. But I'm also like, I feel bad that all these people died, but thank God that things just did that. <laughs> Imagine all the havoc it still be causing from household to household. Well, and like he was telling all these stories on the ship. Like he would, he was, he was just fucking with people. Cause like on a Friday, uh, sorry, like a Thursday, uh, the 12th, he had, yeah, it was Thursday the 12th. He had everybody come to like a late evening dinner and he held everybody there until 12.01 just to say, he's like, oh, Friday the 13th. Like we're having this dinner together just uh, like on the Titanic to mess with them because people were so superstitious at the time. And he was telling oh, stories of this mummy. When the, the ship went down, he helped a bunch of people get to the boats and then he went to the smoking room and he was just seen like the last time anyone saw him was just smoking a cigarette, reading a book and with the ship going down. Uh, he knew it was over. Yeah. He knew it was over. So would you probably think, like, thank God. Yeah. And some stories say that like uh, it survived and it was floating there. People were on the wreckage. It came over to the States. It got into a museum there and uh, from there, it, different steamers or anything trying to transport it would sink. There's a long list of those. But uh, what do you think of the story so far? Well, first of all, I would not doubt it one second. <laughs> it was interesting because when you when you, um, I thought at the beginning when you when you gave your little intro there uh, that that was the curse. I was like, oh no, did you see the curse? <laughs> mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's quite interesting. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think some of it may have been just straight up misfortune, but that's a lot. It's a lot of things happening. That's a, that's a ton of things happening. So I think, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I believe the spirits are hundred percent believe, you know, so it was in there somewhere. Fortunately, uh, Marie and Steed made the entire story up. Uh, Oh no! Yeah, oh, no! They, yeah, it'd be going this whole time. I know they they read this Reader's <laughs> Digest and they they saw a story of a mummy and like this housewife was getting uh, harassed by this mummy like coming out and knocking shit over. So they thought that they could write a better story, but they published it all. Uh, Steed did die on the Titanic, however, and they think that's how the story got into urban legend is that he did have that dinner. He was messing with people about the the cursed board and his stories. And then when people were getting interviewed about the Titanic sinking afterwards, 
people were mentioning his dinner party and like everything kind of got mixed up together and it's like it was the fucking mummy it was the <laughs> Uh, and you had me going there. Good. That's a that's a pretty cool story, though. Yeah, that's a pretty cool story. I was hoping that there'd be Meet more up. about curses. There are different uh, stories, like the guy that opened up Tutankhamun's uh, King Tut's tomb. Yeah. tomb. Yeah. He died of like a mosquito bite, but he wasn't well beforehand, and like was it disease? Yeah. It's just a lot of happenstance near it. Um, but you know, Egypt isn't exactly disease free. And if you're from Europe, you probably don't have all of your inoculations and stuff. So malaria was different time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I still, I think somebody would, would, uh, there, there's definitely an essence when you're in the pyramid, especially in, in the, in the pyramids themselves, like inside the pyramid, somebody said that like, you feel this energy. So who knows? You really don't know. You really right? don't know. I, I, yeah. I, even from like a scientific point of view, the thing that got me in, like interested is like they were saying that there could be diseases that no longer exist that would have been buried at the time of its construction, and then over time, like they'd gone away or people developed immunities. Now those immunities are gone because they don't face it. But like, what if you just got like an ancient version of the flu? Or yeah, some yeah, kind of mold yeah. from a plant that doesn't exist anymore. And now yeah, and yeah. Then that could be, you know, the curse, but not the curse. Yeah, I'd rather true. be ghosts. That's true. I'd rather be ghosts too, but still. <laughs> That's more of a plausible approach to it. But, um, but it's interesting, though, like how you unlock. You're not only like when you're looking for these types of civilizations or these types of things like in Egypt, you're not you don't just unlock history. You unlock so much more just because when you dig, man, you don't know what you're going to find. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. That's a really good story. I like that. I like that. The curses was, was, was one that you picked. I do like that. And there's, I think there's more to be unlocked. Um, because there are, there are stories of like curses. And uh, I know you said that there isn't a lot showing in hieroglyphics. It wasn't prominent. Yeah, you know uh, that that's something that 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 they believed in. But man, you think about it when they have all these deities and gods and stuff. There are curses, man. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I always yeah. think of uh, I think it was Aristotle. One of the Greek philosophers said that there was certain kinds of people in the world. There's the ones that are good, the ones that can be good, be made good through fear, uh, either that by God or law and straight up bad people so there was probably quite a few people back then except for the most desperate grave robber that would challenge god to go in and steal some gold from a buried mummy and if you just even float the idea of a curse out there but then again like i just you don't fuck around with the dead man they're watching oh you don't you don't you really don't there's always there's always something around like the not only if it's if you don't believe in ghosts or you don't believe in whatever, but there's I don't to me spirits are a little different. Like like it's 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 almost like a presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that presence has has some sort of energy. So who knows? I mean maybe they are opening closing doors <laughs> randomly at your house or whatever, right? Just by just by the energy that they have. It's it's uh 
It's pretty interesting. And for sure, when you start digging for the dead, fuck, shit's going to happen. Like, <laughs> what do you expect? You know, I don't know. I just always remember the, these sto- hearing stories of like ancient burial sites. And when they dig them up, they build, put a building in and that building becomes super haunted. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's, that shit's going to happen. <laughs> so, oh. Too much latent energy. Yeah. You know what? You know what's funny too is I wonder, like, I was talking to Brad about it. She's like, yeah, we need, you know, so, so, something happened. With somebody, and then, like, like, what do you do when they die? And like, do you just keep burying people? Like, there's only so much land, right? Are we get to a point where we're just building buildings or building housing on top of everything's gonna be ancient anyways? All all these sites are gonna be ancient burial sites sooner or later. Are we just gonna all be haunted? <laughs> we don't have a lot of respect for ancient history. Like, if it's somebody that died in the last hundred years, you're like, you would never put a building on top of that someone died like 500 years ago you're like oh fucking i didn't know him yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah and none of people nobody in this world knows him anyways right now it's 500 years ago it's it's a Just weird it pompous yeah. thing to me to think about wanting a tombstone and like uh, that sounds judgy for people that would want it it's just for me i would not want to take up that kind of real estate fucking turn me into ashes throw me somewhere and put like a plaque up if someone needs to visit me. Yeah. Because when you get buried, you may become a spirit. I don't want to become a spirit stuck in fucking that cemetery for the rest of my life or whatever. You know what I, mean? I don't want to be like, just burn me so that there is no chance of, of me coming back. <laughs> I don't want to get eaten by I bugs. I hate that fucking idea so uh, much. Oh, imagine. Imagine. Anyways. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting. What do you, what do you, you, you said you had something else you wanted to kind of, you had to eat or you, or what was, was it just us today? That's just, uh, all I have for That's today. Have. I got some questions at the end in the, the final segment. Okay. Okay. Um, fuck that story was so good. I was like, what? That's so, I'm like, that. that's happening. That's true. That's, <laughs> I believed it. <laughs> that was really good. I like that. I really did. I like how um, I tried to sell it. You did a good job. Uh, let's see what I got. I got this. So yeah, well, obviously one I want to talk about was um, aliens and their, you know, was it the aliens that built it? So I have some theories and I, and I, and I want to take this like a, a little bit of back and forth. So I think that an ancient civilization had a huge hand in um, obviously building the pyramids. And I'm not talking about ancient two, two, three thousand years ago. I'm talking about ancient, ancient, right? Uh, tens of thousands of years ago had a they had a hand in building it but i also believe that they had direction right okay more divine direction when you right? mean that divine they, to them it, when you mean that they had a hand in it were they present and showing them how to build it or did the egyptians just move into it like a hermit crab oh no i think i think the the more recent egyptians like of 2000 3000 years ago kind of either moved it in or just kind of like forgot, like didn't know, they just kind of like organically, you know, were there for thousands of years and just kind of, the story kind of changed. Yeah. And, and and you can see that in some of the, like, you know, this God would take, or this, you know, um, King or whatever of Egypt would like take out the hieroglyphs 
of his predecessor and they would just like re-chisel more <laughs> so or they could just showed up and did that themselves like who the hell knows right yeah no one's like uh, sure of like the sphinx whether or not that was just somebody uh, like one of the pharaohs is like that's really ancient lion i really should have my face on it <laughs> like they just go and recarve it <laughs> yeah, exactly right so i don't know if they were like i said i don't know if they were like um they kind of land ended up there 2000 years or 3000 years ago and this thing was built much much uh, earlier but for sure this thing was built much much earlier man. i have no doubt about it there's just too much evidence out there that this thing was yeah uh, um wasn't built like 2000 years ago even though we had technology to build some amazing structures let's say even a thousand years ago yeah right um but there's no way to for the sheer volume of stone and sheer volume effort that that thing was just built like that so i think that somebody had a hand in it and i truly believe it's a divine being. I think maybe for them it was divine for us fucking aliens. Yeah. <laughs> they came and they showed these people how to build that. Because just even making that leap of consciousness from living in a tent to bam, building a two million block structure, there's got to be something there. There's got to be somebody, you know, helping or or um, shaping that kind of uh, um, like education some, or whatever. Some kind of right? direction or, yeah rediscovering yeah, or ancient texts or something yeah and you know i was thinking about this you know maybe we believed in in, in maybe our aliens are a little different than what people maybe believed in aliens back then or they call them the divine maybe it's somebody that had okay that just developed te- telepathy like oh I, I'm, I'm just saying like ten thousand or like fifteen thousand years ago right Maybe yeah. twenty thousand, whatever the whatever they how old however old they were. Maybe there was a version of these Homo sapiens or Homo whatevers into like I don't know telepathic humans. Maybe they just died off. Maybe they're just genetically different and they just died off and they could move move blocks with their mind. Well, we and we tend to see caste systems in all societies. So, like, if they were yeah. interbreeding and stuff, and then got weak, and then a flu wipes them all out you wouldn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe their genetics got mixed up with some other, um, version of, 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 uh, humans out there, you know? And then maybe that was the key to unlocking their powers of moving blocks with their minds. I don't know, <laughs> but there was definitely some help. And that's why I think, um, you know, there's, 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 there's a couple of really cool, um, hieroglyphs that, ha- that people, you know, look at and say, well, hold on. Those are carvings of, 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 of uh, flying saucers or or whatever. I don't know if you've seen those. Um, yeah, I have. I was watching some ancient aliens and uh, yeah, they had to put but they, they put that shit on there. Yeah, yeah. They tested so I don't know if that jewelry. is. It's and it all yeah. is is built like a aircraft, uh, like a fighter, uh, yeah. as opposed to any kind of bug or bird. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's something there, right? So I think there's something. Um, that kind of um, gets people into into um, this kind of conscious level, and I think that help came from like the ability to build something that massive. The help either came from uh, somebody outside of our own, you know, world, or um, maybe genetics had a play in it, right? And they were just yeah. a, bit, a bigger beings. Maybe they were giants back then. Who the hell knows? <laughs> they were able to build these, but um, it was something different other than humans. I think. And I think it's much, much older. The other one I wanted to kind of bring up and take your... Before you go to that opinion. one, I, I just wanted to 
toss this yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is uh, something I think about sometimes is like you have your Isaac Newtons, your Teslas, your uh, Elon Musks. You have these interesting Renaissance people that pop up in every generation who because there seems to be some people that can just reach out and see the way that math in our like the natural laws and everything they just understand them better and how things fit together and they're able to use that to do these incredible things and it would be curious to see if Imhotep or people like him were some of these people that could tap into that frequency like we we hear about it but like instead of seeing gods and this that and the other thing they just understand how the pythagorean theorem works in a way that none of us else can yeah, touch yeah. like it's right. these almost divine people like they i've heard these stories of like people that can uh using math look through a telescope and judging how the light travels through the trail almost determine what the exact makeup of a meteorite is and it's like, motherfucker, how? Like, how? It doesn't, like, that is magic. You, that is that's, that's insanely just magic. Just because someone has an explanation from it doesn't make it less magical to me. And, like, yeah. that's fucking wild. <laughs> and maybe they're just, they can access a little bit deeper part of their brain. Maybe they're just that, that one out of 10,000 people gets this, like, genetic thing. That, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever studied it, but imagine, right? Yeah. I mean, that guy's smarter because he can access it just to, have a bigger brain or anything like that you can just access that part of his brain the other thing is though like even if you had an emotep okay just think about it mm -hmm. even if you have an emotep who's super brilliant sees all these things that we don't see and understands math and, and and can solve it you would need an army of him to teach thousands of people how to cut blocks properly yeah why are we laying them that way why are we doing this that like it's not that simple it is sheer <laughs> like there's so much when 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 they built imagine the amount of technology needed and the people needed to build statue uh the, the statue of liberty or the whatever yeah. right they i'm just saying they had machines and they had all this stuff and you know and then ship it across like just to get that move and imagine all of those people are relatively educated too like exactly. your workforce <laughs> would have reading comprehension, basic math skills, oh, yeah. uh, mastery of all of their talents. And what the, these slaves basically would go and farm and then during the dry season get dragged up to do this. So they were also both farmers and master artisans uh, it, at the just, same time. Just, like I say, it does not add up. It doesn't add up. I think it's something bigger than that. So, um, and I think they were built for a different purpose. I don't think people like. I don't think they're just tombs. First oh, of all, really? they can, they've never found a mummy. That, well, for sure, well, they've never found a mummy in, in 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 those in any of the pyramids. Oh, I always thought they would. That that's cool. No, they've never found a mummy in any of the pyramids. And another interesting point about the pyramids: there are no, especially the Great Pyramid, there are no hieroglyphics in the pyramids. And hieroglyphics are fucking everywhere in Egypt. Except the pyramids. Except the pyramids. That's crazy. So, 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 and, you know, that's why I, I think they're built for a different purpose. And that's why I think they're ancient, right? You're talking, I'm talking like thousands of years. So I think that 
and, and you know, and obviously I've, I've, I've read up on this and seen and seen a couple of those really good documentaries that you and I were talking about, 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 uh, you know, Egypt. Um, they were definitely power stations and, and they had the ability to do some, maybe people back then called it magic. People think it's magic, but I think there were, um, like an energy storage device or energy transmission, transmitting device. One of the cool things about one of these documentaries talks about, Jamie, please pull it up. I wish we could do that because I wanted to pull it up and show you, is that they think that these were, they used the power of water. I and saw they that, had, yeah. Right? And they had, and 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 somehow uh, the vibrations in the pyramids would mix with the, you know, water, the hydrogen, the oxygen, whatever it is, it produced energy, it produced power. Um, either to beam for something for, you know, for, for you know, maybe they're just built by ancient aliens and they built them to signal or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Or to, or to connect all these other, you know, megalithic structures all across the world. So, or just that's how they powered their cities. You know what I mean? Maybe there's a giant power plant and they powered a bunch of cities. Um, and there's only wow. these, you know, there's a bunch of hidden secret chambers in the pyramids. But all these chambers, they didn't like have mummies in them or gold or any of that kind of stuff. Right? Wow. They're just they're they're built for a purpose. And some of the some of the tunnels that were that were that are in the Great Pyramid leading to other chambers, like how do you like you build how do you build that in a structure that's solid rock? <laughs> yes. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's like a, it's like a passageway. But like when we have passageways and like exhaust passengers you see in those like you know in those movies you know when they're like hiding in the in the, <laughs> you know all the exhaust panels or whatever you know those are like hung you know what <laughs> i mean they're just in an open space they're they're like surrounded by rock and it's it's like it's insanity so i i, I think that's one of the reasons why i think it's like uh it's more of a um power station and what do you think about that what do you think about that theory that it's uh I know that they line up with like uh, cel celestial bodies in a way that they, they it just is mind blowing. You build a structure that accurate to the stars. And I get that, that yeah. that's kind of how how we judged everything back then. But as a power station, I would have to see an example of it. And I would like to look further into Nikola Tesla on a future episode because he was trying to duplicate that where he felt yeah. like he could using the power of the pyramids create sustainable electricity that was just like basically in the air uh yeah. you using those and it's huh the tesla towers the big giant tesla towers but i'm saying maybe they could have been like that or maybe they you know or maybe they were they're for something more local to their environment, not just global, like that's those thinking, like maybe yeah. power stations all over. And maybe, well, that you know, would explain how but... ideas get all the way across the world is if you're sending signals to somebody else that can interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other cool thing about the, about this whole theory is the pyramids themselves, when you view them now, look nothing like what they were supposed to look like, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, just kind of like, um, you know, like the, it, it, all the other pyramids across the globe, you know, they don't kind of look, look like what they used to look like. Right. Yeah. But, um, I, I was just going to like compare them to like the Pantheon and, and all these like Greek, you know, 
Greek structures that we see them now, but when you, when they kind of do these kind of like cool videos of what they used to look like, you're like, wow, that's crazy. Um, so imagine what the pyramids looked like, you know, 50,000, 40,000 years ago, if they were built that, that far ago by an ancient civilization. Yeah. Imagine what they were used for. So we think- take it on such a surface level that we don't really know, right? Yeah. Um, and then these guys come in and do these like sand fill theories and that's how they were built. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I would like to know what's in that secret chamber of Giza that they they haven't opened up yet. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. What if it's just a library yeah. of even more ancient texts? And like I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a scroll or something saying Okay, here's how everything was. <laughs> how great would it be if it's like a completely unknown language and they're like motherfuckers? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's, um, you know, there's so much out there. There's so many of those big, massive pyramid like structures all across the globe. Like, I mean, and they were never used to like house people. Like you said, like you thought they were hollow at one point, right? Yeah. You're like these, you know, you'd walk in and you'd be like, oh, wow, this is a. It's like a big structure. It's like a you know we walk into a building. It's not not even close. Like it's. it's and you're used to thinking about cities right beside them, but that's because of tourism. Those cities weren't necessarily near them either. <laughs> but like, all right, we we're older now. Can you imagine, even if you are king, convincing everybody, the merchants, everybody that pays you, like, because when you get to that topper top level ring of your like court, you're still the guy that makes the decisions, but. How would you sell to me? I would love to hear your pitch. You're you're the pharaoh. I'm your banker. How are you going to sell me a public works project for a city that you'll never use built to do to not even house your dead body, but as a monument to your life in a different location using hundreds of thousands of your citizens to do it, not making money? How would you sell that? How would you sell that to your people? They like, I don't know. God told me you have to go so feed far. Them. <laughs> like, I mean, just like you said, you have to feed them. Yeah. Like, like you feed them, you clothe them, even if they're slaves. Like, what are you just running a, a ginormous line of incoming slaves, hundreds of thousands? Imagine if you just don't feed them, how many would die? Yeah. The time it takes for you to bury them. Like these people are smart enough to build the pyramids. They knew about diseases and sickness and stuff like that. Like ancient Egyptians were, were, you know very very well educated so they they can't just have a sustainable line of dead people <laughs> yeah you could lose a leave. good fifty thousand, and like well close quarters food like yeah disease is going to happen and you lose them but like and you can say like ah oh, they wouldn't care they're just slaves but also no they're artisans because they're able to cut the rock they're able to transport the exactly. rock exactly. You, you can't just have a slave drag a rock and expect him to give a shit about how that rock shows up <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no. Um, I honestly think that that's why it's it's such a more big, like it's a, such a bigger project than you can ever imagine. Uh, just by the sheer amount, I'm just talking about the Great Pyramid. Like, there's a, two other ones that are pretty quite big. Like, so <laughs> they're quite they're quite big. So, um, just the amount of logistics and the amount of people it took and the amount of, um, um, you know, thought behind it. It's there's no way. To me, there's no way it was built 2,000 or 4,000 years ago um, by, by, by a civilization that uh, somehow 
didn't have the uh, monster cities. Yeah, you know, um, transportation, um, some form of like you said, pre-industrial or industrial technology, some form of that, yeah. right? It's got to be something bigger than that. Or it was just aliens that just came down and built it. Yeah. <laughs> and left. Okay. What if it was aliens? What no. next? What does that mean for us? Like, why would they stop visiting? Were they just trying to, like, jumpstart our society and now we have to go meet them? Or, like, is it's such an unknowable question of, like, then what? What was their purpose with us? Are we, like, food? Are we a big experiment? I don't know, but there's there's a theory out there on like on like what is the next level of civilization? Yeah, right. There's like th- three, four, five levels of of, of when you re- reach like maximum, you know, potential of a civilization. There's one, you know, whatever you know, we were a thousand, hundred thousand years ago, two thousand years ago. There was a second one. I don't know the names, by the way. If Jamie was here, he could obviously pull it up. But fucking Jamie <laughs> is getting fired. But, but we, we we were if we were on, I think we're on like the second level of civilization, second or third, and then the fifth one was just like out of, like it, it's it's so advanced that we we can't comprehend it. Yeah, like you're kind of like into this like, um, another dimension, right? Interdimensional um, level of civilization. Where you can you can go in you know going from dimension to dimension is is normal, you know what I mean? It's like normalized, yeah. um, because that's how advanced, so far advanced you are, right? But what if there's another level? Like how you know what level do you get to? And maybe these guys were interdimensional beings that came down and boom, yeah. helped us build the pyramids, and then took the wrong wormhole. Wrong dimension and got stuck, kind of like Rick and Morty. You know when they were like <laughs> went from dimension to threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so, yeah. anyways, it's it's quite, it's quite interesting. That's awesome. Do, uh, did you have any other segments you wanted to talk about? Um, I think those are the two aliens and 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 power and generation. Power generation. Uh, I wonder yeah, what they were powering. But I guess if they had some kind of tech, like even their industry, like some kind of, not secret, but even more bio, I don't know. I don't know what it could have been used to power. Like, and if the pharaohs were keeping all the power for themselves, like uh, like all the electricity for themselves, who, who knows? knows? Uh, maybe it wasn't electricity. Maybe it's just vibrations. There's a really good, I don't know if you've ever heard about this guy that used levitation. Um he kind of like unlocked using sound waves in Florida or something. I don't know where he, where he is. And he refused to tell anybody what he was doing, but like people would like drive yeah. by and one day there was like just a hundred ton stone stacked on top of each other. And he's like, yeah, you sound. And then we like just walk away. <laughs> but imagine that's, maybe that's, that's, they had that type of technology, right? They, the, maybe that powered, you know, that power station was provided that, you know, uh, level of, of, of ability to do it on a mass scale. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, no idea. What if it was time travelers? Have you heard about the Swiss ring uh, finger watch that was found in a sealed uh, Ming dynasty tomb? No. So what is this ring? Tell me about it. Okay. I'm going to send uh, the link to you. 
Uh, Jamie, if you could do that for me while I'm talking. <laughs> Jamie, please. I'll put it. I'll put it in their WhatsApp. WhatsApp's not open. I will put it in our. Can I put it in the chat here? Can you? I think so. Boom. Sent. So there was a sealed uh, Ming Dynasty tomb, and when they finally opened it up, uh, they found it was a four hundred year old tomb. In it was a crusty old ring watch. And they're not sure how it got there. They have no proof of this, uh, the tomb ever being opened before. The Yeah, it, it hasn't been determined how it got there yet. So it's a ring watch. Tell me about this thing. Like, What is it? Like, a, like just a... Like a like a little clock watch, uh, analog that is on a ring, like you would wear on your ring finger. What? Yes. That That's crazy. Uh, yeah. If it was a four hundred year old tomb. That's great. Oh yeah, I just see the picture now. A Swiss ring watch in a sealed Ming Dynasty tomb. It's a little mini. That is crazy, right? One of the like the less interesting but kind of cool theories was that uh, maybe like a rat or some kind of rodent was able to get into the tomb and it had like stolen it from somewhere and stored it there. But that just seems so highly unlikely to me. Yeah, no, I wouldn't believe that. It also, it's it looked like it's it's ancient in the picture too. It looks like it's just like, I mean, if a rat found it, even if it's a hundred years, it wouldn't look like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> what so, kind of cheesy motherfucking time traveler walks around with a Swiss ring watch though? That's crazy. But what about what if it's not a time traveler? What if it's first of all, if it was a time traveler. Um, were they tiny? Like, were they little and that fit on their wrists? <laughs> Imagine. Were they from just a different dimension where people are tiny? <laughs> like, What if we're thinking about true. it in the wrong direction? What if that's from the ancient civilization that precursed everyone? This emperor found it and had it buried with him. So it, instead of being... Uh, watch from like the 80s that got time traveled back there it's tens of thousands of years old yeah man that's the thing like it's just old wish, tech it is you know it, it would be cool if you can travel you know in time and in a dimension but I, I read this theory that if you build the time machine you start traveling in time forward you can't go back before the machine was built because that's how history, like that's how time works as something is invented. That's when time would begin. That's the strand for that type of timeline would begin. Okay. Um, so then you can travel in that time period from when the time machine was created to whenever you, you were going to do it or whatever, or forward through that timeline, but you can never travel back. It's kind of interesting, eh? Yeah. Interesting theory. Like time is linear, um, but 
Yeah, I guess it wouldn't it be scary going forward and not knowing if the Earth was still here. But I don't. I don't think you can only go forward to when there is a time machine. Oh, it's like a portal. Like, oh, I think so. I don't know. You know, we need. This is why we need our producer here to pull that kind of shit up for us, so we can kind of you know because we have the right ideas and we can kind of. Um, but anyways, I don't. I don't know. Um, let me see if I can send it to you. Okay. Well, you're looking that up. Uh, the another thing that I came across while doing the research for this. Uh, NASA has been contracted to do archaeology for Egypt in different locations around the world. So they're doing space archaeology now where they can, because they're so high up, they have a different perspective and technologies with the satellites. They're starting to pick up on the buried cities and palaces that like the desert has taken. Uh, Dr. Parkhack's research has revealed that as little as 1% of the amazing cities, palaces, and temples, and pyramids have been unearthed, leaving a wealth of existing potential discoveries yet to be explored. Imagine that's how all cities were. There was a pyramid in every city. Imagine, because remember when we talked about, I think it was our first episode, when we talked about how obviously the landmass shifts right across the earth and yeah and, and and i told you about that site in indonesia that had these like giant pillars that were built but on a mountain but that was the water line when they were built at the time you know what i mean like that's how ancient they are when they did the carbon testing um so what if the yeah you, you said it best earlier you like the landscape back then whenever they were built was completely different maybe it wasn't a desert yeah it was verdant. It was beautiful, like uh, yeah. not tropical, but uh, definitely more habitable than what it is now. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Uh, I got another question for you. Since we're talking about Egypt's The Mummy, if you could pick any of the movie monsters, like you got your Frankenstein, werewolf, uh, swamp monster, mummy, what movie monster would you go with? Um, vampire. That's an interesting one. A vampire for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think so. That's like the coolest thing. Kind of, you, you know, you live in the, you know, you kind of immortal. Yeah. Um, but then I always think of mummies people. like walking around like this. You know, you easily get beat up. <laughs> the mummy would be the worst. Right. Why do you want to be like walking around? <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> ah. I don't know. Frankenstein's big, but he's kind of dumb, you know. <laughs> so yeah. he's easily defeated. With a vampire man, like he bites you, you're fucking done. You know what I mean? He can turn into a bat. You know, <laughs> you know he's, like, he's got that like uh, glare to get whatever he wants. Yeah. The only thing is the sun thing, you know, and the garlic thing. But I guess both. I feel like a werewolf um, is like the best of wor- like all worlds. Like you just have to make sure you have a good solid place to lock yourself into. But when you turn to a werewolf, like I think, like as a vampire, you can like go still go out at night, go to restaurants and shit, <laughs> grab a bite to eat. <laughs> you, know I mean? you just want to get out of all the appointments for the kids. Like, no, honey, I cannot leave. It is day. Blah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. I don't know, but like, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I would say vampires. I was always like 
into all these vampire movies and Twilight. Books I see and the shit collection like that, behind so. you. Hey, the Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> I can see all your collection of books behind you. I see, like my little yeah Twilight movies. Yeah. Um, actually, I never watched Twilight. It's fucking. Terrible. I just thought it was really cheesy. Yeah, I just I never wanted to, but like I watched obviously a couple classic like you know Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. The Anyways, Underworld series was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I like the Underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what's Fuck. her What's her name? The actress. She's fucking awesome. Kate Beckinsale. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Best. I uh, I uh, watched. Do you watch any like Mystery Science Theater three thousand at all? No, so, I, I, but I like watching corny. I'll tell you something. Corny vampire movies like <sighs> uh, was it Lincoln? Is that one there? Watch it. Just watch Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Abraham, Abraham so Hunter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like so for oh. MST three K, uh, and there's a few other shows like it. The whole premise is they watch the movie and then they make jokes as it goes through. So I started okay. watching a little bit of uh, the what's it called the twilight movie with uh with them and like i i shut it off because it was it was unwatchable but like the whole premise like the thing that got to me was the girl's like how old are you he's like i'm 16 i've just been 16 for a while fucking skeeved me out in a way that i've not been like i'm a fucking greasy guy but like at any point that some dude tells you that like no it's it's cool underage girl i've just been underage for a long time it doesn't work like that it does not work like that that's the best i've actually never put off put that movie on ever like never i see it i'm like nope no, we just can't go into the sunlight because it will sparkle. <laughs> There's a girl with no fucking personality that all these supernatural beasts just want to fuck. <laughs> I mean, she is good looking. But, um, I think I have to end it here. All right. Because I gotta, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Do you mind gross stories? No. Okay. Well, tell you this story and i'll see if it's worth adding in but uh i had a supernatural experience yesterday oh no did you really yeah so um i think that some higher power or an angel was looking out for me i uh i was having trouble pooping so I took a couple of x lacs in the morning when I got home from work and said, like, it works from 6 to 12 hours. I don't think I've taken them before, but I took two, and I went to sleep. I wake up, and everything's fine. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But uh, I took the dog for a walk, and for the last 10 minutes of the walk, as I was walking home, talking to Zach on the phone, I was convinced I was going to poop my pants. Like, oh, no. X-Lax shit. Oh, I, oh God. For 10 minutes, too. Do you know, like, when <laughs> your legs go numb and your, like, tummy, <laughs> like, churns and you're like, this is just, like, now or never. Like, and it's yeah. it's going to happen. Like, and I was talking to Zach. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to make it. Like, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. 
I'm gonna poop myself, and I'm still away from it the house. The best story ever. And uh, mom's like laid up right now with her knee injury. If I poop myself, I got no one to like drive and pick me up. I'm walking yeah. home shit covered. Like this is. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, so like I'm yeah. I, I'm agnostic, but I was fucking full out praying to God at this point, like and talking to Zach. <sighs> I managed to make it back to the house and I'm just like, I yell into the phone. I'm like, Hey man, you got to hang up because I can't like hit the buttons on my phone and get my belt undone. So hang up now or you're going to hear stuff. And like, (laughs) I sit there, like I get into the washroom, I sit down, but like, I didn't even have time to like line up and back down on the toilet. I'm side saddling this bitch. I was so close to pinching my testicles against my leg in the fucking seat because like it was on the narrow part and I missed it. Uh And, like, so, like, full out, I made it. I didn't pinch myself. I I think I was blessed by God this day. Yeah. <laughs> you were blessed. Oh, my God. Must have, you must have felt so much better after. Oh, my God. Oh. So much better. Yeah. Uh, I, I've taken a couple of X-Lax. Don't be, you only should only take one, though. Don't take two. You've never taken it before. <laughs> the box said two, man. I'm not going to go against the box. Adults, take one to two. Uh, it says... I think one, two, two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he took two. That's the best. Oh, shit. Uh, I once bought, um, uh, what was it? I thought it was like for heartburn. It was like Philips heartburn, whatever medication, like a bottle. It's a blue bottle. But at house, they also have this blue bottle that's a laxative. <gasps> I bought the wrong one and I drank it. I think I was tr- driving back from Toronto. <laughs> like, this fucking heartburn is more going away. <laughs> I can't drink it. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, this is the worst. Uh, I don't remember what I did. I think I ended up making it home, going to the bathroom, or I think I stopped somewhere and pooped. But uh, yeah, that stuff's messy, man. It works. Magnesium, by the way, is all natural. My kid, my wife gives it to my kids. Yeah, it works great. It nice. keeps you regular. Spoon in the morning. I'll have to look into that. I'll. Uh... Is we ever gonna get bread on the show? That was fun. What are we going to do with the outro, though? Hold on. We didn't even talk about the outro. How do you want to do it? it it's got to match your intro because that was really pr- pretty fucking good. So I might listen to it if you do post it and just kind of like, I don't, I don't just think about it. If you, if you want to work on something for the outro, okay. Uh, or just like a quick, I don't know, your intro was, was so good. Some kind of like something like that, like a quick first paragraph, the, like the way that you had it. Did I would like to get a, a set outro that we could like slap in almost okay okay but okay, like, i agree with that hey check us out on the well you already found us let other people know rate and review us this is the midnight owl hoot hoot done but that is a little less interesting than tying it back into like the beginning and everything that we talked about like the curse of the mummy blah 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 i don't know i'll give okay why don't we do this maybe we do that let's just get a standard one like you said for now yeah and as we get better at everything else, because we have a lot still to work on the intros and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, once we get good at the other ones, so just, let's just not forget, I'll put it in the Trello notes. Let's Sorry. not forget that we should have, in future episodes, tie into the, Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when you still need to be, I got to always remember what I said when we were at Addicts. Like, it's got to be baby steps, step, one step at a time. <laughs> so, it's hard to, like, when uh, you get excited about it, it's like, I want to do everything all the time. I'll do everything all the time. I don't do any of it. <laughs> no, do one or two things. Uh, that's how I get through my work day anyways. All right. I'll uh, see you on Tuesday. All right. See you, brother. All right, brother. Good night. You too.